0: cool hello um so uh i figured we should just jump straight into it um so new album just around the corner first on nuclear blast right is that that's right yeah uh, how are you feeling about the album launch in general you feeling good you feeling nervy What's what, what's the it, feeling
1: definitely really excited at this point it's it's kind of crept up on us it's like a few weeks away now and i always felt like it was going to be a long time away but Yeah, it's creeping up on us, but yeah, I'm really excited, uh, really happy with how the album turned
0: out. Yeah, it's an exciting time for the
1: band,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, you kind of, uh, you got the short end of the stick with COVID, because you'd obviously just finished your record, Fracture, and then everything just locked down, and then you couldn't tour that for, like, at least a year, so... Is it kind of a different experience now that you'll be able to immediately kind of go out on the road and tour this or is it like i, I don't know what's the difference i suppose in in the album releases
1: it, we, it was weird for us uh, releasing the album during lockdown like 2020 but it also was in a way our best year as a band because we, we got a new record deal we did the live stream and fracture was like our most kind of well received and successful album yet so in a lot of ways 2020 was like a really good year for us but it kind of set us up nicely to just go in this and it's it's like timed out quite well this time like coming out right before the summer festival run and it means we can play some songs from that live and yeah it, it was going to be good being able to see the reaction straight away in people's faces because it's really hard to know how well your album's going down when you can't play shows and see people's reactions you're gonna rely on youtube reaction videos i guess um but yeah it's what we pretty much did during lockdown but it's will be good to see how the songs go down live because that's like a big part of our writing process is gearing the songs towards how they're gonna sound live and how the crowd are gonna react so it's good it's gonna be good to see that like playing some of the songs for the first time
0: yeah i mean um I suppose kind of on the same level as like Fracture was at your most successful release I kind of figured that that was I, as, like, it's, I think it's a fantastic record but it must have been a bit of a bummer to not be able to tour that like obviously you can't like you said you can't gauge the reaction of the audience on a live level which is like the biggest I guess kind of energy feed you can get from a song like how well people respond to it in a live setting um, so yeah it's good it, it's probably going to be a bit weird that you're Tours now are going to be, you know, you're playing a lot of the songs from both albums for the first time, I'm sure. It's going to be like a, you get to gauge the reaction of two years of new music all at the same time. Because, I mean, yeah, you kind of built a, I'd say you kind of hit a stride during the pandemic with Fracture. Like, you kind of, you you released one of your most popular songs, uh, and, you know, the album did really well comparatively. And, yeah, so it it must be weird going from where you were pre-pandemic to post-pandemic, you've got all this new music. You've got a bigger audience, and people are more like, I don't know, not more down with it, I suppose, but like, uh, th- there's a, a bigger world out there for, yeah, a, for people. I guess in the,
1: there's been some breathing room for people to get used to the songs and fracture and be familiar with them for like summer festival run and the tours coming up. But and train's going to be like new, and it's going to be hard making set lists. But it was. Like the shrine tour that we're doing in EU in December this year is actually was originally the Fracture Tour. And this God, is it's a, been pushed I, back like, so yeah. much. Yeah. So that's gonna be weird. We've had to rename it the Shrine Tour. It's even it's technically the Fracture Tour. But yeah, it's gonna be hard making a setlist list from now on, I think.
0: Yeah. I suppose the, the sad thing is as well, because you had that well you have you have like a whole load of new music now. There's only so much of it you can play, like you said, you just you can't Uh, put every song that you want to play I assume in the set list, and also keep in mind like some of the older tracks that you'd want to play live from like
1: before. download festival I think we've got 25 minutes so that's like five songs so
0: (laughs) so tight like that's like
1: that's going to be all the singles from the new album if we did that but we're going to have to not play some new singles and play some old stuff as well
0: yeah I suppose it depends on what kind of um, what kind of Vibe you're going for, because as much as you know, you have a very distinct sound. But I think on the past two records, there's been a bit more of like the push into a more melodic thing. Like, of course, it's still heavy as shit. Like, there's no, there's no two ways about it. But like, um I think there's a, a bigger. I, I don't know. Would you say that there was a like a bigger melodic push, or did it kind of just naturally happen as a part of the sound within these two records? Like,
1: I think it's definitely something we've been uh, exploring on purpose. Um but we we try not to think too hard when we're writing and just go with the flow and don't let sort of outside influences come in too much. But yeah, there was definitely an effort to step up the melody, but the album's quite diverse. I think we make a conscious effort to make all of our albums quite diverse and like balance the heavy with the melodic and the groove and like make it more of an album listening experience rather than focus on each single.
0: Yeah. I can I can definitely see that super dynamic stuff and uh, yeah I mean personally I'm a huge fan of the more melodic stuff like uh, is it still Scott doing all the the, the the clean singing stuff or it's
1: kind of a mix like... between Scott and Stephen um, Stephen does the like completely clean stuff and we kind of layer it up with Scott's voice but Scott's been exploring a lot more of the sort of pitched screaming vocal and gearing towards more like melodic sides but I think steven's steven is like the producer basically and he's i think vocal production is his strong point and he's really kind of it shines on this album his vocal production and how, all the layering with his, his and scott's voice it's just it's like a wall of sound but he, he just knows how to get that sort of balance right
0: yeah i mean the production on this album is ridiculous it sounds fucking great so that's, that's, not, I mean, that definitely, it, that's it not definitely it like definitely it definitely shines through um the shrines through uh but yeah the um yeah it's it, it, i love all the melodic stuff and yeah i definitely can see that scott would be more on the, in tune with like the more pitchy scream stuff do you think him going like full clean is going to be something that's going to happen in the future or i don't know man
1: i think he would love that because he he loves to go on about how he doesn't really listen to metal and he only listens to like emo and stuff and i, th- I think he would love to just do clean singing but i think
0: just do like a random emo song on the next yeah. album
1: I think uh, I guess the vocals will always be part of our music. I mean, it, the vocals have to suit the riffs, and if the riffs are heavy, then the vocals have to be heavy. And I don't plan on stopping writing heavy riffs at any point soon.
0: No, no, and I mean, you have a very distinct riff style. I feel like, especially on the last two records, there's this like chunky, groovy, kind of choppy thing going on in a lot of the a lot of the riffs. And I I I love how that sounds. Was that like a a a style that kind of developed over time or is like a conscious effort to be like i want to write something that sounds like kind of different from everybody else or is it just kind of like a natural this is how i play guitar kind of thing
1: i think it's just like a a sum of my influences from when i was younger and more modern stuff creeping in and it just kind of naturally comes out that way i guess but yeah, yeah i think every guitar player is inspired by a different group of guitarists and bands and that Kind of directly affects their sound and it's like the mix of influences that make it unique i guess so yeah Yeah. my influences coming from when i started playing guitar and right up to now like just trying to progress but not thinking about it too much again
0: yeah i suppose if you if you put too much weight on your mind about it you probably get it too too, into your own head about it and it just it would come out weird but what would you say the influences are like from from the broad range because you're saying there's like a lot of you know stuff you listen to when you're growing up and also like modern influences where would you say it all kind of converges to
1: i think like the main core bands that i always go back to are like bands that i started listening to when i started playing guitar and bands started that are like Lamb of god pantera the haunted uh chimera like that whole i think it's called like the new wave of american heavy metal like bands like god Forbidden and shadows fall and kill switch they, they all came oh, out yeah that sort of time, like all that—all
0: my childhood bands, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. That's that's when I was growing up, and that's when I get into metal, and so that that style really affected me, I think, and still does. Like, I still go back and
0: listen to all those
1: classic albums.
0: I was literally listening to um, uh, to Chimera yesterday. I, I can't. It was. I think I was listening to um, what's the white album with Cleansation yeah, on it.
1: impossibility reason. That's the one.
0: Impossibility reason. I Listening to that one, I'm just like, this is still great. Like to this day it's like it's been out for what 20 20 plus years now and it still sounds great and mark yeah, hunter's vocals are just iconic.
1: definitely one of my biggest guitar riff style influenced albums for sure
0: yeah i can also definitely see the shadows fall influence like that is you know there's definitely uh definitely one of them they like uh my mind is blank on album names right now uh the one with this uh, the light of the blinds on it um uh, it's gone it's gone war, it, war within is that what no is that it Possibly. Know. possibly but yeah great record <laughs> i can definitely see the influence of like the sort of like uh 2000s melodic i guess you call it metalcore but like also like melodic death metal kind of thing yeah. very thrashy stuff in there sometimes yeah um yeah um so you know we talked about you know the distinct styles you kind of pushed on these last two albums more melodicism in the vocals and you know you're trying to strike more of a an acute balance of that stuff what would you say outside of that or even including that would be the thing that sets shrine apart from like the rest of your discography because obviously you've evolved a lot over time but what would you say this is like this is what we did on this album differently on a personal level
1: i think the songwriting naturally is just progressing the way it would but the thing that sets it apart is we got few more people involved uh like sonically this thing so we have strings we have a string quartet, in and there a guy called simon dobson the the recent uh architects thing at abbey road
0: still like oh, yeah. eyes
1: and stuff um yeah with strings on it which just kind of takes it sonically to that next level and then also a guy called jamie finch who does like sort of synths and any sort of weird noises and stuff you hear throughout the album, which there are loads of, he does all that. So like, add to prod, we call it like additional production. So yeah, like the combination of those two guys being involved, it's just kind of taking the, like sonically the next level. And we're even thinking from now on, trying to maybe get them involved somehow in the writing process, just to see how, like they could be involved in that and take it to the next level again.
0: Do so you think you'd go into more of like a theatrical direction then, if you had that kind of backing in the songwriting?
1: Possibly, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm down for anything at this stage. I think we're at the stage in our career where we can start uh, sort of experimenting and just doing weird shit. Because why not?
0: Why not? Fuck it. Like, if you just want to make a weird fucking album of like cool theatrical synthy bangers, then who's gonna stop you? Who's gonna exactly. stop you? Exactly.
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: what what would be like would that be like the ideal thing for you then like literally just going all out and making an album of like whatever the hell you want like what what would you do in that in that situation you were given free reign by the label you're like they're like just do what the hell you want bagpipes. what would you do? Bagpipes that's,
1: that's all I want man all I want is bagpipes on a Blue Trimuthan album there's a couple of guys there's a couple of guys in the band too just not into the idea at all but I'm gonna sneak some bagpipes on there
0: somewhere I definitely think you should I definitely think it should be a thing where like you sneak into the studio in the late night uh in like a late, late hours of the day kind of thing no one knows you're there and you just like on the mixing desk like slipping little samples of bagpipes in yeah. you got a bag you, you sneak a guy in to record it in the studio while everyone's asleep
1: yeah. <laughs> i can if it can be done tastefully then yeah i'm gonna try and sneak some bagpipes on it, at some point
0: i think it would be uh a cool little thematic thing it depends on how how it's executed i suppose but i think it i mean you could either use it as like an actual layer like a proper weighty layer to add some level of weird ambience to it or it could just be a completely comedic thing <laughs> i mean it depends on how which direction you want to go with it but i think the idea is sick regardless <laughs> it would be uh it'd be cool so you, yeah bagpipes definitely down for that definitely down for that oh, well, <laughs> Get, really you tap into your Scottish roots. I'm glad you <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can take that to the band as well, but, like, yeah, the, the, the guy who interviewed me said we should do it, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so you've got, you know, download coming up. You've got your, your tour at the end of the year. Uh, what are you most excited about in the future of the band right now? Well, there's probably a lot more to be excited about now than there was a couple of years ago, so.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's definitely touring and just making up for the last time shows and trying to play... Places that we've never played, and cause we had a lot of tours booked that we hadn't announced in 2020 that were like countries we'd never been to, and we're just and then it all got called off. So I just want to explore and like meet new fans and make new fans, and just yeah, just start writing the next one, I guess. It, like it's good to start now when you're in a good place and still kind of in writing mode from the last album, and yeah, it like I think summer festival season a big. Inspiration for me because you get to see a bunch of bands and see how everyone else does things and you get really inspired by that. And especially like seeing the reaction from our songs and the new songs. So it's going to be a really inspiring
0: time. So, yeah, I'm excited for. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, <laughs> if you're intent on starting writing again, then that's always good. Getting ahead of the curve on that is uh, is good, especially if you're still in that writing mode, like you said. Yeah. Like you just. I
1: think, gotta... you, know, you have to be in this day and age as well. Like people expect a lot of new music a lot quicker than they used to. And we used to take our time writing albums, but I think now we've got it down to kinda of more fine art and we know exactly how to get the heads down and just get on with it rather than sort of procrastinating.
0: So you say you found a groove rather than like a, a formula, I suppose. It's like Yeah, yeah, we problem. try not
1: to follow a formula, we just kinda we know how, to, how each other work and the best way to go about writing, but yeah. I'm I'll in yeah. now
0: yeah are there any like because i know you said you you had a bunch of tours booked and um there's places you want to visit is there anywhere specifically that you didn't get to go that you're looking forward to going to now or you have at least plans to go to now
1: we, we don't have any plans at the moment that we haven't already announced but i think uh, the us has always been something that's been on our radar and we've never managed to make it there and
0: Feels like oh, I didn't a, realize you we'd never actually played in the US, that's nah, crazy.
1: I feel like every other band in the world has played in the US, and we've never been, so yeah, that would be a good one to tick off the list. We'd love to go back to Asia and do more of Asia. We only did Japan and China last time, so it'd be good to explore more of Asia and Australia and just everywhere, really.
0: I feel like checking China off your touring list before the US is just an interesting progression. Yeah. But, you know, respect. I feel like not a lot of bands play in china i mean japan i see quite a few um well i did pre-pandemic at least so i think now it's a bit harder but um that's yeah, an interesting one how was how was the experience of playing in in uh, in asia like that
1: um like japan and china were very different tours um japan was only like four shows and we had like days off and it was just very chill and you got to Z and like like hang out with everyone and like it was just a nice chilled relaxing time very well taken care of then we went to china and it was like eight shows in nine days and the shows were like all over the country so it was like up at 4 a.m on a train for six hours play the show go to bed for like three hours back up train for seven hours and then a flight the next day it was just constant travel and you just didn't get to stop and enjoy and so it'd be good to go back and like chill a bit and Yes, on still. your own terms yeah to like we managed to get a better sightseeing and we went to the wall went and seen the panda sanctuary and but we, we got almost no sleep so the whole trip for all of us is just like a big blur like we can hardly even remember <laughs> most of it because we we're just so tired or asleep because it was just so tiring but yeah it's just get, one of
0: those things you can check off your list and be like i did that yeah. but i don't remember it
1: <laughs> yeah we should remember it but yeah
0: well, there's always more time to make more memories like that i suppose especially now that touring's back and it doesn't seem well fingers crossed touch wood that it won't go away anytime soon so you know head back to china head to the us are there any uh, any bands you're excited to see over the summer festival you know lineup and stuff you said you, it's inspiring to see that kind of stuff like what are you looking out for this year the
1: next festival we're playing is in poland for the mystic Festival, and the lineup on our stage is just ridiculous it's us malevolence Mastodon Opeth, which is just like insane. Uh, I think Catatonia on another stage. So, yeah, that whole day is just going to be mental. I'm just going to pack up my guitar as quick as I can just so I can go and watch bands and hang out.
0: You go sprint and see and play Ghost of Perdition. I hope they still play Ghost of Perdition. I assume but, uh, they, they do. Have to, they have to. They have to. <laughs> yeah that'd be amazing Mastodon as well that'd be an amazing one to see live two bands that have been on my bucket list for years but I've never managed to catch yeah. through some reason or another But
1: we're playing a festival definitely. in Sweden and es- uh, Electric Cowboy are headlining uh, oh bloody
0: hell that'll be fun that'll be that's good like our,
1: that's on our like, pre-show playlist so it would be good to, um, our mission is to hang out with them I think oh, they yeah. like some beers that's like
0: that's the uh the goal it's like you know play the show that's secondary we're gonna hang out with electric cowboy oh, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk to him about hyper hyper it's sick it's a shame they didn't get into eurovision right because they they uh oh. yeah next year let's hope because yeah. i feel like if they if they had done it then maybe uh maybe they would have had a chance of winning i feel like that's the kind of thing that would go over well with the eurovision uh, audience. But... for sure for
1: sure like little big did it a few years ago and it's the same kind of babe not metal but like, that's sort of comedy value. And, goofy. Uh, yeah. That
0: just yeah. The I feel like the, all the goofy ones always really go over well yeah. with, uh, with the audience. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, big tours in the future. U.S. plans, everything like that. Um, it's all looking very exciting. And it's, it's really been nice to see your trajectory over the past couple of years. I mean, um, like I said, you know, it's kind of a shame you couldn't tour... During the fracture era, because I mean, a lot of those songs sound like they were written to just completely pop off live, which means now that they, they still will, but you know, it's been two years of you keeping that in your back pocket, so yeah, we had a,
1: be, a uh, pretty hectic touring schedule for that year planned, and obviously none of it went ahead, so yeah,
0: there's a lot of sort 100 of to zero really quick pent
1: frustration, ready to just let go. Yeah, stuff, so yeah,
0: are you going to be touring quite, uh, quite a lot over the next? Year or two, do you think?
1: There's nothing like mega, and like I think touring still finding its feet a bit, especially in Europe and like other afield But in the UK, it's pretty much back to normal, I'd say anyway. Um, yeah, we, we did two UK tours at the end of last year, so we're just gonna we're gonna chill in the UK on a bit, and hopefully play some bigger venues when we come back. We don't we've not got anything planned yet, but focus on the eu tour at the
0: end of the year because it's been since december 2019 last time we were in europe so bloody hell yeah <laughs> in my head i'm like yeah that was like yesterday but then i think back and and a like, two and a half years ago it's such a ridiculously long time that we've just like it's just gone yeah. um but yeah yeah that's cool um yeah i don't have too much more i mean i won't take up too much of your time man but it's been a great chat and uh yeah. I wish you the best of luck with the future, and hopefully, you can get back out on the road in a in a capacity similar to how you were planning to in twenty twenty at some point, and uh, see the world, see the sights, and uh, and and meet Electric Cowboy. Cool that's the yeah, important.
1: That's one. that's the biggest goal of the summer
0: Yeah, uh, meet Electric Cowboy cool and see Opeth and Mastodon, and then everything yeah. else, you know, secondary. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. All right, thank you very much for your uh, for your time, thank and you all, uh, yeah. I'll sh- I'll shoot this over to you when it's done and, and stuff. Cool. See you later. All right, bye.